got nine minutes to maximize your travel and casino experience? Welcome to Zorkcast, powered by Travel Zork, helping you travel smarter, gamble smarter, and maximize your adventures. From airline miles and hotel points to living in the lap of luxury in a Las Vegas casino, you'll find all the knowledge you need to travel in style. Brought to you in nine minutes or less. Now, please welcome the host of Zorkcast, Michael Mason Traeger. Hello, and welcome back to Zorkcast. Steve is back again today, haven't scared him off yet. <laughs> and <laughs> we have a great, we really have a, a great topic today. Another one of those people ask about it all the time, and that's basically casino hosts. What's a casino host, or more so, should you have a casino host? Steve, it seems a lot of people come are always asking that, right? That's one of the uh, probably one of the top five questions, right? Absolutely. Like last week's question, this is a question that comes up constantly wherever I seem to talk Vegas. Always asked, and hopefully we are going to try in nine minutes, maybe a little bit more, to give you a definitive answer to that question. Well, or or a semi. How about a semi-definitive answer? I think I would settle for that. Answer. Maybe I'm being yeah. a little overconfident, but I'm feeling good today. I'm feeling confident. You're feeling confident. You know what? Vegas is feeling confident because we think I Vegas guess. is going to open up next week. So there is so much confidence flowing. I was so excited when I saw that news and I woke up this morning half past five. <laughs> so I was. <laughs> uh, so it's great stuff. So let's start with first. So what's a casino host? And the simplest way to describe it is it's it's sort of a representative that works for the marketing department in the casino that helps you take care of all of your marketing initiatives with the casino. They're sort of like a liaison. I don't like to necessarily refer to them as a concierge because that can get a little bit confusing, but it's really your representative for the marketing department is probably a good way to look at it. A little bit parallel to that, but quite different probably are things like high-level hotel status, like your Marriott ambassador, or I think Hyatt globalists have concierges, and American Airlines concierge key might have a representative, maybe a little bit similar to that. But I think another big differentiation with casino hosts is that their compensation is often tied to your action and potentially your losses. So how's that, Steve? Did I miss anything there on describing what a host is? Can you, is there anything for you to perfect. add? I think that's perfect. I think that's one of the hardest questions in some ways to try and explain to someone that has no idea what a casino host is or what they do. To try and explain it is actually quite difficult. So I think you did a fantastic job there of giving a very quick explanation of what a casino host actually is. So well done, Michael. Well, thank you. No, it is it is it is a very interesting question. So the next thing we we get into is how do you get a casino host? And I think you're pretty well positioned to speak about that because you've done a lot of this casino journey over the last couple of years. But what I will say that in most instances, casino hosts will find you. You took the words <laughs> you don't need right to find out of my them. mouth. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. In in nine out of ten occasions, a casino host will find you. If you require a casino host, they will find you. There are some exceptions to that, obviously, that we can talk about perhaps another week in a little bit more detail. But most of the time, if you require a casino host, 
and you deserve a casino host based on your play, they will find you. Now, as a slot player, and I don't think we've gone into this very much because you and I have are philosophically pretty different because I'm mostly I'm mostly a table game player, what we call banked casino games, you know, games like Baccarat and Craps, as opposed mm-hmm. to I always make to differentiation, even though usually people refer to poker as poker, but poker is not a casino banked game. So the casino gets a vig, you know, for the action, but it isn't, you know, it isn't like you're playing against the casino. So sure. you, Steve, are mostly a slot player and a little bit of a side order of video poker. Yeah, I would say probably my my action is 80% slots, maybe 20% video poker. Uh, it's gone up over the years a little bit because I like just to chill out at the bar, play some video poker, but mainly slots, yeah. We'll have to do our journeys sometime because that's very interesting. Sure. Like when you first started getting into casinos and, you know, how you started with a certain bankroll and started to learn about things. And, you know, my story is I really got into casinos in Indiana and that's not – it's a story for another episode. but. Mm-hmm. What sort of happened with you when you got your first host or what were your or what were the play requirements like? I don't know. Talking in a loose, you know, I don't want to I want to respect your privacy somewhat. So maybe a little bit with regard to coin in or yeah, absolutely. how much play you do. So I would say for me, and this is not just based off of my own experiences, but experiences from people I know really, really well in the whole um, sort of Vegas community. I would say the sweet spot generally where a host starts to get perhaps interested in your play, and I'm talking about this, remember, from a slots perspective, is roughly 10K a day, $10,000 of coin in a day, um, which seems like a lot, but I'm not talking about bankroll here. I'm not saying you've got to take $10,000 bankroll a day into the casino. Remember, we're talking about play through the machine, so that's recycling that play through, and that's quite important to sort of differentiate on because... People may get confused and think, what, $10,000 a day? I haven't got $10,000 a day to spend. It's not purely 10,000 individual dollar bills, but it's the coin in you put through the machine. So I would say that is the sweet spot. And, and really my basis for that, particularly looking at Caesars, because Caesars is where I got my first casino host and approached by casino host for the first time. That was when your, your, like, your cherry was popped for casino hosts yes. at Caesars. Yes, Caesars Palace, which is quite ah. kind of a nice place to have had my... Very, I guess that that sounds really wrong. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I did that up. One thing, the one important thing that you said, and I think we need to do an episode on this also. This whole coin in idea, and yeah. we've have a couple of articles on Travel Zork about it. It is so confusing, more so to non gamblers. Especially to people who hate gamblers, because they hear like when you say 10,000 coin in and they're like, what a fool that Steve is. Look at all the money he's losing. He thinks he's getting all these free comps, but he's getting nothing. He's paying more for it than anyone else. And I'm like, quiet, simmer down, simmer down. It's fine. But it's his. But yeah, the coin in. And also the only thing I will interject and then let you go back to the little party of your first host at Caesars. Is that remember games have a house edge, right? So yeah. when you talk about what the house edge is, so if you were playing, you know, very simplistically a 99% video poker game, then you're giving up 1%, right? So that's $1 out of every $100 that you're putting through. So yes. in theory, 
even though there's variance and there's long-term versus short-term and all of this kind of stuff, you're not losing. When you put through 10,000, you're not losing. You, you should lose somewhere between X to Y of this 1%, you know, based on the variance, because remember different video poker games have different variants, which is, and, yes. and slots of course have a much higher house edge. Well, this but, is the thing. You know, so if you're putting 10,000 through on video poker, you're probably not going to get a host because of that, for that very reason, because the variance is quite low. And certain properties will also comp you less on video poker. Yeah. And the other thing that's really important, and I guess it's so hard not to talk about this, so much of it depends on the amount you are wagering with regard to what your bankroll is, you know, sure. and on all of that kind of stuff, you know, I mean, yeah, and, and usually to the right level is important with slots. There's no point going I, in. And I, I thought you were going to say. Right. Well, I thought you were going to say, I thought you were going to say praying to the right level. I'm like, yeah, slot players tend to pray quite often. There's, there's a lot of praying going on as well as playing. But then again, dice players tend to pray more often than anyone else at the table verbally. So let's get back. Okay. So t tell okay. us about the, how did this happen? Like, did this host okay. find you? Did something pop out of a slot machine and say, hey, Steve? Okay. I'm going to let you go. I'm going to. No, I'm actually. I was actually waiting for a drink at the machine at the time, and and someone just called my name, and I was like, "Who knows my name? I'm here on my own. I don't I haven't spoken to anyone. How do they know my name?" And remember, everything is linked to your players' card, so that is how you know at any given time the casino knows exactly where you are in that property and, and what you're playing. And so the host, and quite often now, I think they even have these little like iPads that they carry around, and they will approach you and they will call you by name because they have that information from your players' card. So really, the reason I think 10K is the sweet spot, certainly at Caesars Properties, and maybe maybe that's changed a little bit now. This was a few years ago. But certainly, I think it would still be enough for like Paris, Planet Hollywood, those kind of level of property. When I was playing probably between maybe 7,500 to, to 9,000 per day, I never, ever had a host approach. It was once I hit sort of that 10K coin in, and I, and I do track my coin in, I'm quite meticulous about that because I'm a little bit anal, I guess, when it comes to, to my slot play but and comps in particular. But, you know, it was when I hit that 10K level that suddenly within about 20 minutes, this host sort of pops out and says, Steve, hi. <laughs> and that's really the story of, of, of my first experience with a casino host. That's interesting. And of course, you're really happy when that happens and of yes. course since there's a lot of nuance of different things we could talk about with regard yeah. to and this has happened who... at multiple different properties with it within different companies too with a similar level of coin in the most recent being the cosmopolitan so it, it does seem to be that level and i'm not saying that's like the top level that's probably the level where you just about will get a host i'll talk a little bit more later about how that relationship perhaps then develops further as your coin in perhaps develops further too. Yeah, and what's what's also a little bit difficult that you that's important to interject is that there are some hosts that are fabulous with customer service, some that aren't are just going through the motions that oh, aren't yeah, so fabulous definitely. or distracted. So there there can be a lot of variation there. Sometimes, and you also you don't always now get a true host. You'll often get a uh, a marketing executive, which you may even get a 10k now to be honest. There is so many different levels to it and different properties of different levels. And you may hear from a host and they'll never hear from them again. You may have a host you can ring and they'll jump out of bed and see to your every whim. 
you know, it's very, very different depending on where you're playing and what kind of player you are too. Yeah. And they have all kinds of different, you know, like, like one of the, one of my bougie casinos, my host's title is executive host, domestic yes. marketing. And of course people yes. are like, but Michael, you're not domestic. I'm like, I know, but the address, I'm like, who well, you cares? Have, and you, then yeah, you have hosts <laughs> that focus on different, different people too. Like you have um, hosts just for Asia um, and players coming in from Asia, for example. So you can really tailor the experience. And that's one great thing about a host, I suppose. Yeah, no, 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 absolutely. And they, and they just understand things more. And of course, in case people don't know, maybe some of my travel people out there, casinos love slot players. That's what casinos love. They would prefer mm -hmm, to have mm -hmm. slot players, table game players. It's sort of a mixed bag. It depends on the table games you play. A lot of it depends on your stakes, but it's, it's, let's yeah. just put it this way. It is really hard to get the casino's attention in a very broad general sense as a table player in comparison to being a slot player. Video poker yeah. ca can be somewhere in between unless you only play the really good video poker games, then Which they're going to hate find you. now anyway, so. <laughs> Yeah, so you have to be, you know, this is and and once again, these are these are broad strokes and it depends, you know, and also there's huge variation whether you're talking about a property like Wynn in Las oh, Vegas yeah. or whether you're talking about El Cortez downtown. So what would you say because we're going to wrap this one up and then maybe we'll do yeah. we'll do a part 2 of the host thing. So what would yeah. you say your biggest advantages of having a host and then we'll quickly your disadvantages and then we'll sure. we'll just wrap things up. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to kind of base this again on my personal experiences. So um, if you're sitting there listening and saying he's completely wrong, I'm, hey, I'm basing this on what I found. My offers, again, talking in a general sense, I'm not going to go into too much detail, generally mean I can get a free room pretty much wherever I want. Maybe not always a top suite, but I can get a room of some kind at any property. Also, usually you can get some free play and some, some resort credit, a decent amount of resort credit, let's say. However, the way I kind of look at it really is that offer has been based on my previous play, right? So that's like my old play. It's like the casino saying to me, your old play is going to get you this. It gets you this room. It gets you this much resort credit. It gets you this much free play. But if you keep playing like that, then we're going to take care of you. And we'll make sure we cover the rest of your food for the trip. Or maybe we'll cover a massage for you at the spa. Or we'll cover a cabana for you at the pool. So that's the way I look at it. And that's where a host is really, really useful because the host can do that for you. They can look at your play and I can say, you know what? I had $500 resort credit for meals. I spent $600. Can you comp off the last $100? And they will do that nine times out of 10. I've never, never, I personally have never been turned down. Had my play not been strong enough, they could turn around and say, well, you know what? Your play hasn't been strong enough. You're overcomped. We can't do anything for you. So I think that's probably one of the biggest advantages, those sort of extras. Now, this is different. You know, this is me speaking from my experience. If you were looking at, a, you know, a so-called whale who's coming in, spending hundreds of thousands of dollars, they're probably getting all of that stuff comped up front straight away. There probably is no limit on their resort, on their resort credit. But for me, back end is really important. And that's where a host is really useful. Everything you say there makes a lot of sense. It gives a lot of insight. You know, my goal in life, believe it or not, is always to be turned down. I love yeah. being turned down. 
because I feel <laughs> if I'm turned down for something that I've pushed it to the maximum that I possibly can. I mean, people are like, oh, my God, you love being told no. I'm like, yeah, usually yeah. I do, because it means I've asked for too much. It, really good hosts have fabulous ways of saying no. They, they just have fabulous. Uh, I mean, because or they, they would say to you, you know what? We, we can do it this trip. But next time we need to see that play back up. If you've got a good relationship like that, you can have some low playing trips. Let's say you go out and you're really unlucky and just nothing happens for you. I've had trips like that. I've had trips where I've probably been overcomped, but a good host will recognize that and won't just throw you to the curbside, whereas perhaps somewhere else they might. Yeah, no, no, it's true. And also, sometimes you need to understand the social engineering of the way the host department works with discretionary comps. Like, I've yeah. had a couple of properties before that I know whatever I ask them for in a discretionary, they're always going to give me less. <laughs> so I keep <laughs> bumping it up a little bit more. So I'm like, okay, I'm really looking for an extra $250 for shopping. But I know if I ask for $250, they are going to give me $175. So then I'll ask for $350 or $4, and they'll give me 3 and I know yeah. it's a little bit of a game. The other important thing You've to say... You've got to play the game a little a, bit, too. Yeah, when you have a good host relationship, you know, hosts will look aside sometimes if your play is a little bit less or yeah. something happens or it's a family trip. But part of that, you know, depends on how many years you've been with that host, how many years you've been playing with that property. Yeah, and, and the other thing... Too, saying, saying to them, look, you know, I'm coming into town. It's a last-minute trip. I'm coming with my buddies. We're coming out just to lay by the pool. I'm not going to be playing a lot. Can you do anything for me? It may even be that I say, you know what? I'm, can you give me a room at casino rate? I don't want to burn my comps. I don't want to burn you. We've got a great relationship here. But how can we work together to make this happen? Right. And also, you know, losses really can factor yeah. in. Not sure. that anybody wants to have a significant loss, but every once in a while things go wrong. You don't have your loss limits dialed in, or maybe you don't believe in loss limits. And, yeah. you know, everything in the casino world is big picture. I advocate fewer trips, fewer better trips, really good bankroll management and loss limit. Absolutely. But at the end of the day, there are going to be trips that the stars absolutely align and there are oh, going yeah. to be trips where you need to stop because yeah, yeah, yeah. nothing that you, you do like no i don't want to stop but i'm not winning anything i had one of those trips i think february's trip was like that it's like oh my god i can't win at yeah. anything and you just have to say you know what that's i'm gonna have to stop yeah, so so that's a that's a good thing to keep in mind. So we have definitely covered quite a bit here. I would yeah. like to in the next episode complete our thoughts a little bit about hosts, but also talk about offers, marketing offers and how offers are really something that you have earned and you shouldn't feel guilt about them and you were alluding to that a little bit. So, yes. anyway, where can you uh, you know everyone Facebook group, please join it. It's great to find us Twitter. Uh, Steve, where can we find you on Twitter? At Las Vegas UK. Ah, that's very good. And of course, we love to hear your feedback. And I promise you, I only ask this once every 18 episodes. But if you like <laughs> the stuff we're doing, please give us a really nice rating. That is always really appreciated. Write a review. Say something great. Say something great about Steve because he needs some love. Don't do it for oh, me. Oh, yeah. So... 
Well, the thing Thank is, you the so thing much is, again. If, if, you, if you don't say anything nice about me, I'm still going to keep coming back. So I'm going to be that annoying guy that's here anyway. So you might as well be nice. <laughs> Well, awesome. Well, thank you so much, everyone. And until next time. You've reached the end of your stay with us on this episode, but we encourage you to visit our website for more resources at TravelZork.com and to continue the conversation on Twitter and Instagram at TravelZork and Facebook.com slash TravelZork. Travel smarter, gamble smarter, and maximize your adventures right here on ZorkCast. Until next time, good luck.